Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 305 DG Asin KMOX. Stairway to Kevin. He's going to do some movie talk. Sure. sure. So uh, you guys, have you seen the trailers or any of the promos for the movie The Killer on Netflix? I'm about three-fourths the way through it. Oh, okay, cool. Because um, I watched. we watched the whole thing last mm-hmm. night. And... It also it brings me back to this. What what is the fascination? Do you think with people that are essentially murderers and being kind of the central version of a story where they are not really portrayed as villains? Hmm. And, and again, I'm not trying to give away anything on this particular plot. It is called the killer. It is about yeah. a killer. Um, and he, and obviously the killer is the main character. It's not a you know not somebody chasing it. But you mentioned Hannibal Lecter. Um, I, we've talked about it with the Sopranos and Tony Soprano and, and there's just so many interesting, do you think it's just that it's such a unique thing that nobody experiences that it becomes a, a fascinating thing to yeah, look at? I think everyone has fantasized about killing someone, you know, like, oh man, I wish I could just kill that guy. It's a, a normal human impulse that 99.9% of us resist and don't do it. So when there is either a true story or a fictionalized story of someone who does it, I think it intrigues us mm-hmm. like most dark things. Yeah. And there's something to me, and, and maybe it's more of a guy thing, I don't know, but especially with the hired assassin. Yeah. The professional, you know, someone who's very detail oriented and is not messy there or even like Dexter. Yeah. yeah. Uh, who is a serial killer. But, but he's but, only going for bad people. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, obviously like John Wick is is a, a great example of this. Right. Um, and the older versions of it, it could have been Clint Eastwood and it was Charles Bronson. Right. Where the main character, the whole point is that they're killing somebody. And a lot of times it's OK. It's justified. For whatever reason, and, and he, like John Wick, we know there's the personal justification for it. Plus, a lot of them are trying to come kill him. Uh, but the other part of this, I wanted to get into it, and I want to get Andrew's thoughts on this too, because I think he's going to be like me in this, because we're the gamers. Why is there so much focus on the violence in video games? Because first-person shooters are huge. I mean, I play them all the time. They're big. They're a big part of what the gaming community is. And that's always talked about in such a terrible, negative way, and it's looked down on. But yet these movies are everywhere. These TV shows that are, I mean, they're everywhere. These Catching a Killer and all these murder TV shows and um, what's the Dateline and what's the other one like Dateline? Yeah. I mean, it's it just, and, and, all, and, all, and all the podcasts mm-hmm. about murder and death and everything, like all of that's like no big deal. But when mm-hmm. it comes to 
video games, people are like, oh my God, violent video games. Well, it's also one of the very first things that happens in the Bible. Cain and Abel. Yeah. It's the first story. I yeah. think people... Oh, go ahead, Andrew. I was just going to say, I, I think, you know, devil's advocate, I always look at, like, uh, it's a level of control, right? It's the fact that, I mean, first person shooter literally means that you are in the first person. The camera in the game is presented that you are looking down the barrel of the gun as if you yourself are holding it. So I think that's that's maybe where some of the problem is, is that when you watch a violent movie... You are not the one who is in control of both the gun and when the trigger is pulled and who it kills. Well, you're not in control, but you are always placed from the viewpoint of the main character. Yeah, that's so. You're seeing you're seeing the universe, whatever that universe is, through John Wick's eyes. Seeing it through the eyes of John Wick versus, like, you're not you're not presented to it through the eyes of John Wick, right? You're not controlling John Wick, right? But in a video game. You are actually in control of that situation. You are actually literally being presented through the the eyes of that protagonist because you are the protagonist. Sure, sure, but and it's most of those all games, of it's the fiction, character though. doesn't even have a voice. And if you read those stories in a book, oh, well, it's a book, so you're reading. That's more cultured than a video game. I'm fascinated by the way we treat fiction. Mm, yeah, I get what you're saying, but I, I totally get what Andrew's saying, too. It's, it's like the action being taken, I think, what people take the issue with. I'm not saying that... It, that's warranted, but I think that's where it's coming from. If people are like, they're really doing mm-hmm. it. It's it's close I, to them really doing it. I will. I always use this as an example. Many about a decade ago, I took a week off of work. First time I'd ever taken a week off of work. I think it took four days off to play. He's uh, high roading me right now because I just took. Nine <laughs> days. He won't shut up. About it. No, I was like I was like twenty three <laughs> years old, and I took time off to play uh, Grand Theft Auto Five. Had just come out, and I was very very excited about it. And I didn't leave my house like I had nothing to do that week. I didn't leave my house. I did nothing but play Grand Theft Auto. I had a great time. On, I think, like, Friday night, so I'd been playing nothing but Grand Theft Auto for, like, four straight days. I was like, I had a hankering for some ice cream. So I was going to drive to the Dairy Queen by my house and get some ice cream. And I found myself driving as if it was Grand Theft Auto. I was driving like a maniac. I saw somebody. So like on, people driving downtown St. Louis. Well, but but like <laughs> I'm being totally as a, serious. As opposed like, to your normal time when you're reading. Yeah, <laughs> right. driving really slow He's in the left lane. such a safe and normal. <laughs> but no, like I'm being, I'm being very vulnerable here and telling you guys that I saw a motorcyclist and I thought much like I do in Grand Theft Auto. Knock him over. I got to knock him over and take that motorcycle. It's way more fun to drive a motorcycle. And so I and I was like, oh, my God. God, do you th- and that's what I always go back to because I think about I did have that very momentary impulse where the lines of game and reality. Yeah, but that's did get because when I did nothing but play Grand Theft. Yeah, Auto but see, that's the point time. though. Like, if you just watched murder movies for four straight days and did nothing else but go out for ice cream, I think anybody's perspective on the real world is that if you live for four days in a different universe, essentially, I think it it has to do with the the person who's consuming it. Uh, Charles Manson thought that the Beatles song Helter Skelter had hidden meanings and there's going right. to be a race war and all this kind of stuff. Normal people listen to Helter Skelter and either li- liked the song or hated the song and, and moved on with their day. Uh, Andrew was able to do first person Grand Theft Auto for an entire week uh, and have those thoughts and impulses, but, but not the control. act on them. Right. Yes. And to me, it's not a whole lot different than you can take an AR-15 or a shotgun or a Glock 19 and put it in the middle of the table and no one's going to get hurt. No one's going to die. And if I use it, I'll use it to target shoot or to defend myself in a life and death situation. But 
a crazy person will take it and shoot up a school or a mall. Uh, but then you say, okay, you got this crazy person. How do you keep them from going to the next stage? And I think one of the ways, one of the ways you would get them to the next stage, just my humble, non-professional opinion, is take a crazy person, someone who has an altered brain already, and let them play first-person shooter games and get into it and get fascinated by it and maybe get desensitized to it. And then the next step of really doing it is not so far-fetched to them. Hmm. I think it would be... Uh, steroids, serial killer steroids to let someone like that play a first-person shooter game. But what's the percentage of people out there like that? Probably, hopefully, pretty low. So am I saying get rid of those games? No. Or am I saying everyone needs to take a psychological exam to get one? No. I'm just saying that I think we need to be honest on both sides, that a a, a Grand Theft Auto or Call of Duty, whatever it is, I don't think you're going to take a normal person and turn them into a school shooter. But I think you can take a potential school shooter and move them farther down the field to do that. Mm -hmm. Well, there also have been at least two or three studies that show that people, some of the people that have violent tendencies playing violent video games reduces their violent action in the real world. Well, that was a big uh, debate back when sex dolls went from inflatables to anthropomorphic and they look like real people because they were making them as children. And people are saying, oh, my God, it's the sickest thing of all time, which I agree with. But then other people are saying, well, if someone has this proclivity, maybe they'll just do this. I guess dark, dark issues, right? Yeah, but, yeah. But I, I think what's but like the I guess the way that I'm putting this is, as you did at the beginning, if people if someone can hear a Beatles song and that pushes them over the edge, then aren't we all I mean, aren't we just trying aren't we just kind of putting our biases in the mix? Because. For some people, watching all of those movies would be the, the tipping point. For some people, if, if you're a person on the edge, but we only seem to fixate on, and I know I have a feeling, I have a theory as to why, because it's the newest of those genres, right? Yeah. I mean, people can be inspired to kill by the, by a book, by words, by someone else's writings. That's we know that that's happened throughout the history of time. Um, I mean, heck, it's it's sometimes at the root of religious violence where words on a page are what are inspiring people to do these things. But because this particular thing is still relatively new compared to written words, spoken word, moving pictures, things along those lines. And it's a thing I think, and this is the big thing, it's viewed as a kid's thing. Because for most adults, that's what video games have always been. But my generation, your age, Dave, so basically your age... And younger. Mm -hmm. Grew up as kids playing. We were the first group of people to grow up with them and carry that into adulthood. Where, you know, people of all ages have always watched movies, have always listened to the radio, have always read books. Okay, so this isn't directly addressing what you're addressing. It's, it's more about the gun issue. But, and I've been saying this for years, that I'm pretty convinced of a couple of things. Um... One is that people who carry out mass shootings are just as suicidal as they are homicidal. I mm. think when people survive these things, it, something has gone wrong in their plan. I, I don't think that they, they plan on like, oh, I'm going to go kill 20 or 30 people and then I'll, I'll either get away or I'll go to jail and I'll spend the rest of my life. I think that they're either planning on taking themselves out or being taken out. The second thing is uh, I've yet to really see one that wasn't in some way about being powerful. 
you know, bullies are the classic. The yeah, guy yeah, the, yeah. in uh, Park Parkland uh, and so many others where they've been bullied and it's, uh, okay, I'm going to get my revenge. Now, now I'm going to bully you. Now I have all the power. Now I am literally God walking down these hallways, someone who's been fired from a job, and I'm going to go back and I'm going to get that boss of mine. And that is not the gun's fault. It's just an object. It's just a tool. But I do put blame on the modern marketing of guns, that it's all the macho thing and it's all the manly thing. And look at the hot, sexy girl, this, and look at me in the, in the camo. Most people can either look at that and go, I'd like to have one of these guns for self-protection or hunting, whatever it is, normal stuff. And another huge group of people, I think, douchebags, look at it and go, oh, this makes me more manly. This makes me tougher. It makes me cool. But they're not going to go use it to hurt anyone with it. And then you have a small group of people who think that second thing and yet go, and I'm going to and I'm going to do it and I'm going to use it. So by marketing guns as cool and, you know, so many have been really on the edge of talking about things mm-hmm. like this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you do a disservice to to the community. I don't think you need to do that to sell guns. And I think that 99.9% of people who are moved by that marketing, it's just going to be a dork thing. But then you got the people out there who go the extra step. And it is interesting, too, because a lot it's not everyone. Because I think there are people of both political political persuasions that talk about violent video games and use that as something to be be wary of. Um, but it is interesting that at least some of them are also people that are all right with marketing guns the way that they do, which is an interesting dynamic. The one thing that is is the actual tool to carry out the bad thing versus the one thing that is an imaginary version of it. Yeah. But but again, you have like Virginia Tech. The guy had Glock 19s. Yeah, you're never going to outlaw Glock 19s. They're mm-hmm. they're handguns. Nope. Uh, stabbings all over the world where where they're really really tight on guns and people go into a crowd in London and stab people. Crazy's crazy. Vengeful is vengeful. Lack of power is lack of power. And if you have to pick up a rock and hit someone in the head, that's what you'll do. It's just a matter of let's let's do what we can to preserve rights. Sort of like the elections. Make it as easy as possible to vote and as difficult as possible to cheat. Make it as, as as easy as possible to use your Second Amendment rights and as difficult as possible uh, for a crazy person to get a gun. Yep. And, but easier said than done. Yeah. How yeah. it's it comes down to how do you reconcile those Definitely. two things? Because you're going to always err on one side or the other mm-hmm. in yeah. every situation, every situation in life. You're going to err on one side or the other. Going on a diet, you're either going to eat a little too much or you're going to starve yourself a little too much. And in these situations, we all, as a country, as an individual, as a family, you you make these decisions and you're going to err on one side or the other. Yeah, but it seems like with the gun issue, it's not an issue of you're either eating a little too much or starving a little too much. It's you're either gorging yourself or you're anorexic. Like, it's either, like, let's ban all guns yeah. or let's get guns in the hands of every citizen. Yeah, that's <laughs> a good point. There's very few people standing in the middle going, like, okay, there's a way to solve this without either of those solutions. Yeah. Agreed. 325 DGS reminding you that our yearly annual Operation Food Surge Hardee's campaign to feed the hungry has kicked off today. All we ask you to do is uh, the next time you are thinking about going through a drive through 
getting lunch, breakfast, dinner. Make it a local Hardee's. You can uh, <coughs> donate. Sorry. One of two ways. You can give them a dollar, and they'll give you a new DGS sticker, and you'll have it in your hands before I do. Mm-mm-mm. Drink. Uh, or you can round up, or you can do both. Uh, that will go through December 15th, and then we'll do a show out at Mid-Rivers, St. Peter's area, mm-hmm. and there you go. Menthol cigarettes. Okay, so the Biden administration <laughs> is moving to ban menthol cigarettes, and people are calling for that ban to be stopped because they don't want marginalized groups to like um remember what was the the man in new york who was was choked out by the police yeah eric gardner eric gardner um i, I think al sharpton came out this weekend and said you're gonna have a lot more eric gardners on your hands if you ban these menthols because people will start selling them under the table and it'll be a bad situation i look at the situation and i go look i know that they banned all flavored cigarettes in like 2007 2009 something like that but menthol was able to to squeak through because of lobbying. I just think people should be allowed to smoke menthols if they want to. Unless you guys think I'm wrong, I'm I'm totally open to that. I don't even know the argument against it. I think it's just that it's a flavoring, so it makes it more appealing to young people. Who's appealed? I... I, I do they think that young people are like, mm, menthol, like that's a draw? I mean, Gen Z is down to almost 0% smoking cigarettes. Yeah. They're vaping like crazy, but they're not, they're not smoking tobacco. I, I guess that's what it comes down to is they're afraid that uh, that's the excuse being used is that since it's a flavoring, it appeals more I, to young people. I'm very anti-smoking. I've never smoked in my life. I think it's terrible. I wouldn't want in, in my kids taking it up. But if you're going to get rid of menthol cigarettes, get rid of peach flavored vodka. Right. Oh, my God. Yeah. There are so many alcohols that are just like it's like, I mean. All of the things, all the things I like, because I'm not a drinker, <laughs> but like the hard lemonades, the, uh, I mean, all of the flavor, like the hard ciders, they, they all taste like soft drinks. Hot gummies. They They're make them great. taste as yeah. good as they can. Yeah. And it's not legal to buy those uh, until you're a certain age, the same way it is with alcohol and cigarettes. Yeah. I'm not sure. I mean, I, I, I understand, like, if your intent is we want fewer people doing it, that's fine, but you're picking on one industry. Why aren't you, again, why aren't you doing the same thing to alcohol? Why aren't you doing, I mean, I think there is more of a stigma about the gummies and things like that. I think they're pretty, they're much more strict about it. But if I can go to the store and buy black cherry flavored hard lemonade that that tastes like drinking a soft drink, why can't you buy menthol cigarettes? Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Six DGS, top of the hour, sweet 16 of things that everyone seems to love, but you really don't like them. Uh, Dave Murray joins us now. Hello, Dave. All right, we have our adult back in the room. <laughs> yeah, uh, let me sum it up for you. Uh, Rach has told us the whole story. One, in Japan, they have vending machines that sell soda. Oh! And two, <laughs> she took a bath with a naked lady. No. Okay. <laughs> you can make it sound a little better than that. <laughs> All alone. <laughs> It's called an onsen, Dave, and it's like it's like a public bath. That yeah, yeah. See, he knows about it. For naked lady bathing, he's cool about it. (laughs) Not a child like you guys. Dave, are you taking public baths? Uh, I I haven't in a long time. Ooh, okay. Okay, I like, I like that answer. I like the sound of that. He's more of a private bathroom. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, I kind of like that. Now. It was like back in the seventies. <laughs> Nobody wants to see this. Though. Everybody's taking baths. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, where would you like to travel to that you have not? Uh, Australia and New Zealand and mm. Antarctica. Those yeah. are Ooh. on the list. Me Good too. choices. Me too. Only if we can find the underground dinosaurs in <laughs> in Antarctica. Hyperborea. Yeah. So, Dave, if you could do, like, two months at the weather station in Antarctica, would you make it happen? No. Mm-mm. Two weeks? Not at all. Mm, a week. A week, okay. I'd do a week in the summer. Is there, is there a lot <laughs> of I don't difference? think it matters that much. <laughs> oh, no, it does. Really? Absolutely. Yeah, you know, there there are four seasons. <laughs> Andrew's down there. asking Andrew's the weather man about weather with Dave Murray. He's like, I don't think it really matters in Antarctica. You're not going outside to walk around one way or the other. No, you're you're at a weather station. You have to go out and take the measurements. <laughs> yeah, that's the whole point of being the weather man, Andrew. Well, what's the difference then, Dave? Oh, the difference is in the winter time, it's like a minus forty and beyond. In the summertime. You could have some days where it's right around the freezing point. Oh, that's different. It's only 70, 80 degrees different day. What are you talking about? (laughs) Downright balmy. (laughs) Rach said it was warm in Japan. Yeah, it was the whole time. It was crazy. And it was super weird being in Tokyo for the first time, which is already just like a feast for the senses. And then it's hot outside. It's November and Christmas music is playing. (laughs) It was just bizarre. (laughs) Did, Did it seem to be unseasonably warm? Yes. Okay. Yeah. It sounds like it, yeah. Kind of like yeah, you guys had for a, a couple whole days back here. Uh, our son worked in Hong Kong for about a year. It's a whole different, it's a whole different thing. Yeah, whole different thing. A lot of naked lady bathing. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the moral of the story that Dave has come I away with for my entire vacation. Did you ever, Rach, did you ever wear a mask, not for COVID reasons, but for, like, pollution reasons? Not for, reasons. like, a Halloween mask. <laughs> not for COVID. No, just no, trick no. or treat. Did you ever wear, like, a scary hockey mask? Okay, this is where I have to fess up, because you guys remember right before I left, I was like, I'm going to be wearing a mask on a plane for the rest of my <laughs> yeah, life. It's okay, we didn't believe you. No. <laughs> yeah, and then you take a 14-hour flight, and you're like, uh, nope. I'm not sick. I'm taking this off. We didn't believe you for one second. But I did wear a mask on the train a couple times just to be a little bit more incognito and to be respectful. But even then, like, it's not like everyone is is masked up all the time. I think if it would have been 
uh, this time last year, everyone would be wearing a mask, but it's very much like over here in that it's much more relaxed now. But that being said, a lot of people wear masks all the time. So you were kind of scared to ride the bullet train, as I would be too. I was I was a little nervous that yeah. it was going to be scary, but it was amazing. Oh, man. It's like floating. Very smooth, yeah. Right. It's, it's magnets, right? I think. That's what Kevin thinks. Yeah, yeah I think a it mag-love. is. I think it is, yeah. Mm. Why can't we have those nice things here? I don't know. That's I don't, a great I don't know question. who hates the train lobby, but every other country in the world has great, you know, like really nice commuter trains. And then very upscale uh, luxury pleasure trains. Mm-hmm. And here we have barely any of either. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, and they're super fast. And yep. using magnetism, you're not using fossil fuels. And our trains are still uh, oddly expensive for how not nice and not luxury they are. <laughs> yeah. you know? Imagine if we were still flying in the same planes mm. as we did in the 1970s and 80s. Well, that's what right. it's like with a lot of the trains. Good yeah. point. Good point. Good point. Uh, so, Dave, we broke a record last week, just bringing Rach up to speed, yep. and uh, now it's temperate but still warm. Yeah, it's a, it's a very dry, we haven't had any rain at all so far in November, a very warm, dry weather pattern really all week long. Temperatures today in the 60s will be 69 tomorrow, 69 again Wednesday, 65 on Thursday. There is a shot, a very slim shot of a couple of sprinkles or a couple of light showers Thursday night into Friday. I just don't have my hopes up for it. And we have changed the date of the winter forecast. We we got to get that out there okay? Because, because of some sports stuff on Thursday. It's now Wednesday, this the 15th, one. this Wednesday. Yep. I guess I better get working on it. Yeah, you better, you better cram for that test. <laughs> now, the good news is you could say anything and we wouldn't know. So That's just true. But yeah. you know what? People keep track of it. I hear from people all the time if, if it's a good forecast or a mm-hmm. bad forecast. And so, yeah, you know, the, the consequences are, are felt as we go through the seasons. Uh, Dave, you keeping up with the volcanic stuff in Iceland? Yes. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Really and crazy. That, and that comes into play. Uh, you know, that kind of stuff is one of the factors of a long-term forecast. Cool. Uh, what are we looking like for the week? I just did that. Oh, did you? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm You're drawing, thinking of I'm the naked little, ladies in the yeah, back. Yeah, pictures of that. <laughs> I've, I've got two little sticks for Dave's like Mr. Donut, naked people, the showers. Rachel's like, this bath is making me thirsty, which there's a vending machine. can get all the sodies I Where need. Where can I get a soda in this country? Okay, it came out wrong. USA there's just, sucks. There's just vending machines everywhere with a wide variety of drinks. It's you not know, just you soda. Are so, you are so cute because it was their, her opening salvo. We hadn't heard anything about Japan. She She's like, first of all, vending machines, you can pull the tape where they have soda and hot coffee. <laughs> I'm like, wow, you could have just gone to Edwardsville. Also, if you go to the convenience store, so the first convenience store I went to, I went in to grab what I thought was going to be a cold coffee, like a, a can of it, and yeah. it was hot. They have like heated, open, cooler type now of things. Now it's getting weird. Yeah. So the, the area that you said was like just jarring to the senses. Yeah. Like all the lights and all that kind of stuff. How big is that area? Uh, pretty big. I mean, like six blocks flags and big. Blo- n- uh, no. I mean, with like all the flashing lights and uh, billboards and stuff, I'm really bad when it comes to. How about compared to like downtown stuff. here? Um, yeah, maybe like half the size of downtown St. Louis. Okay. But but then I've only seen certain parts of Tokyo. I don't know if if you bunched it all together, I'm sure it would be bigger is than it- that. 
kind of like Vegas where it's packed with people 24 hours a day? Uh, yeah, I would think so. I mean, are I didn't they go all out stumbling drunk like Vegas? No, 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 no. <laughs> when you go to the vending machine, do they have <laughs> different kinds sake. of soda? Yes, they do. Oh, man, they have sweet. all different kinds. Crazy. Not to brag. Any about cool, my weird flavors of sodas? Yeah. Did you try anything like interesting as far as sodas? This is what's Strawberry relevant to me. Kit-Kats. I tried like several. They have they really kill it with the peach flavor over there. Huh. Uh, mm. They had this stuff called peach water, and it just tasted exactly like that. It just tasted like peach mm. juice, but it was kind of like carbonated, like a soda. It was delish. Mm. She brought me some caffeine gum called Black Black. Yeah, Black. Mm. Is, that's the oh, okay. Is it like? Regular gum, like it, it's got a kick. Yeah, it definitely. Not gonna has a lie kick. to you. Okay, okay, so it's noticeable. Sinuses. So Ooh. compare that to the chocolates, uh, the caffeine chocolates we get. I don't know. I can't. I can't really tell. I, I feel never, the jolt from the black black before I do from the caffeine yeah, chocolates. I never really felt that much kick from the from the chocolates. Well, thanks for eating them all. <laughs> I ate like two. <laughs> I don't know about that. I ate like two. <laughs> I don't steal chocolate from Someone Dave. I was eating a lot of chocolate. On day one, there were 35. <laughs> on day two, there were five. It uh, wasn't me. <laughs> wasn't me. So there's a Mr. Donut. There's a Mr. Donut. Are Don- there pretty there's much many, many, many every Mr. Donuts? Mcdonald's, Starbucks. Yeah, I went to McDonald's like three times <laughs> because it was oh, so great, good. Great, Rachel. Come on. Dave, it's, it's oh, easy they have different menus. Yeah, different it's, menus. it's a different menu. It, it's easy in a pinch. It's delish. And sometimes you just want like some fries and a soda. Um, they had like Wendy's, but it's called Wendy's First Kitchen. They had Starbucks. I went to Starbucks a couple of times. They had a, a great Christmas item called the Mary Strawberry Frappuccino, which I got several times. <laughs> and I'm very that upset good. that they don't have it over here in the United States. <laughs> and they had a Capital Grill, but it's called Grill Capital. Yeah. Oh, that's just trying to fool us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like everywhere I went, it was like stuff reminding me of the show or reminding me of da- Like It was like Grill Capital, Mr. Donut, the chocolate banana, the banana. stand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what if I pulled my little trick over there? <laughs> I don't know. That would go. It's a banana, sir. <laughs> sir. I could make some money downtown with that little trick. And the best part was having to explain exactly why I needed to get that photo right. of the banana stand. How'd like, that well, go? Dave had uh, an experience as a child. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> the best part of that story is, sir. Yeah, yeah. I said, sir. Sir, sir. that's my dicky. Sir, it's my dicky, mm-hmm. sir. <laughs> Trying to keep from getting my ass beat. <laughs> mm-hmm. Thank you, Dave. Appreciate it. All right, Rachel. Great to have you back. Thanks, Dave. Okay. Andrew, let me give you a chance to come back from to take a bath would be a pleasure. Mm-hmm. You forgot your name? Yeah, I was. So um, every day I get all of our various audios together if we have any audio clips. If you send me stuff, Kevin sends me stuff, Rachel sends me stuff, I get stuff myself uh, for our audio segments. And I put, when I label them into our wide orbit system, which we run everything off of, I put our names. So I'll put like Rachel and then DeSantis if it's like DeSantis saying something. Uh, and so when I wrote in, uh, mine today, I got mine and I wrote out what it was. And then I was like, but what do I call it? Like when it's me, what do I put? What do I call it? What do we put on there? I even said something to Amy. I was like, what do I, Hey, what do I put on the, when I do the, do you know, what do I, and I just could not think of it. And then I was like, Oh, my name, it's, uh, Andrew. Duh. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, but what what do I put when it's it's Rachel? I put Rachel. What do I put when it's me? It's that word. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that I could not think of. Do you ever think about your name and go like, that is so weird that that's the, the sounds that yeah. I respond to. Yeah, for sure. Rachel. 
That's kind of weird when you when you think about it. Mm-hmm. Dave. Mm-hmm. Kevin. <laughs> we could not sound more stoned I was gonna right say, now. I'm trying to help him out. I'm <laughs> like, trying to help him out. You I'm forgot his name. Cases like, look, I'm burned out today. Gummies. See, that was a big it's difference. Like, it's like Spicoli moments. When like, Rachel, if you're here and I'm here. <laughs> when Rachel was gone, no one tried to help anyone out. <laughs> That's yeah. a good point. It was like just vicious. Yeah, there's a lot of leaving people hanging. <laughs> yeah. I a lot said of dead for- bodies. I said I forgot my name, and these two were like, idiot, anyway. Yeah. It's just like, is it weird that we have names? <laughs> Moving on. It's strange that a series of letters could define us, so. How do I know it's my turn to get in the bath with a naked lady? <laughs> it was exactly like when my parents left me and my brother Don't, home yeah. alone. And we just end up There's just no fighting the whole time. <laughs> there can be only one. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 